Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into His Word. Let's jump right into today's message. We do want to welcome our online visitors and those that are maybe listening on our podcast. It's, a, it's an honor to have you here. We consider you a part of this church. If you're ever in the Charlotte area, we want to encourage you to stop by and we'll make you feel right at home. Hope Covenant, can you put your hands together and welcome our online viewers and listeners. So good to have you with us. Listen, we're wrapping up this series on vision uh, it, this year because we had, it's funny, this was supposed to be over like like weeks ago, but uh, the way it fell, we ended up having a snow day where we canceled church and or did church online. Then we ended up, and we did something totally different, then we ended up having Jason here, which was a part of our, our vision outreach to make a difference and go out into the marketplace. And then, uh, but I want to wrap this up today with part four, and I really believe this. I've been praying all week about this that this would really impact you with where you're at. I believe many of you, this is going to reach maybe what you've been struggling with or some internal thought bubbles that have been going on that maybe you haven't acknowledged uh, out loud, but you know you're dealing with this. And I think we all deal with insecurities and, and things. When God calls us, it, we start to check ourselves. And I want to put this up on the screen. If you could put this up, um, this little image here that uh, maybe you saw this on social media. It says, regret looks back, worry looks around, but vision looks up. And I want to encourage you today to lift your heads and look up to the Lord, where our help comes from, that if your vision, and I've said this several times, even for the vision of this church, if you can accomplish it in your own strength where you don't need the Lord, it's not big enough. As you're writing down your vision, and I encourage you to do that. I read to you the scripture about write it down on the tablets from Habakkuk 2, uh, verses 2 to 3. Write it down, you know, and, and don't get discouraged when what you're writing down and what you're dreaming and what you're visioning doesn't happen right away. I feel like that's a moment where we all can get discouraged. And I heard John Maxwell say this week that really the difference between those that are successful and those that aren't are the ones that persevere in the tough times and move through. They don't try to get around it. They don't ignore it. They go through it. And as we go through it, God establishes character and does stuff in us. We are literally marinating in a character-building session between us and God when when we don't see it exactly what it is that is the breakthrough, but we're contending for it, and we're chugging along, and we're pressing through. And how many of you know in today's day and age, we're going to have to chug along and press through? Okay, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to encourage ourselves in the Lord because it's society right now. We've got, you know, it's so funny. I was talking to somebody who politically stands against everything that I believe in, and we were talking. How many of you know we can actually have conversations with people we disagree with? That's actually a thing. Yeah, that's we need to bring that back. It's okay. That's that's what America was built on was the ability to agree to disagree, and we all have our values, and we need to be able to to look at people and encourage them. Listen, I hope your values line up with scripture that's the hope here and as we become more more and more uh in in the presence of the lord we become more and more like him that's going to happen 
But I would encourage you, we got to press through some things and persevere. This is a persevere year. I declared this verse, and I want to declare it again, Haggai 2.9. And this is our key verse for this year. That the future glory of this church, it says temple, will be greater than its past. What does that mean? It means there are greater things that are coming than what we've seen. I'm going to read some amazing scriptures today, and this will be a place of peace. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. How many of you are longing this year for a place of peace? If you're happy and you know it, say amen. Okay, good, awesome. I've been telling you about the vision of this church corporately, which is going to affect your personal vision. If you're a member to the body, you want to make an impact corporately in in the church. And this is not about our organization called the Hope Covenant Church. This is about the church of of, uh, us. It's, It's the people. It's not the building. That we're here to know God, and that's our experience. It's what we just did in worship. Find freedom, freedom from things that hold us back. Then we discover our purpose and our giftings and our talents and our anointings. And then we do this all to make a difference and impact somebody else. This is not for us. This is not something that we get stagnant in. This is everything that happens with us, I believe, is for the purpose of reaching others. You believe that? Our vision statement as a church is that we want to see God's presence transform lives. I hope that God's presence, as you're pressing into him, is transforming your life on a daily basis giving you hope and setting people free to fulfill their destiny in covenant. And we're going to do a series on covenant soon so you understand the severity and the awesomeness of that word in covenant relationship with Christ Jesus. I'll explain it like this. Liz and I have an agreement. We have a covenant. We're married. And I, I, I have given Liz a promise that, that in the good times and in the bad, I'll walk with her. And I know that's been a rare thing in life to see we're married, is it 18 years this April? 19, oh my Lord, babe, I, I think we're getting old. But anyway, I, I, we were married when we were 10, just so y'all know. Um, and we weren't even legal, it was good. Um, but I want to say this, we need, we need to be a people of purpose, It's godly to make plans and then give it to God and let him direct your steps. What that means is I might make a plan and at the end of the year or next month, it might look totally different than what I'm planning. But I'm letting God ordain and direct my steps as I get into his presence and hear his voice. If you've never heard God's voice, I want to tell you, I believe this year you're going to if you pursue him. Because it says in Matthew, when you knock on the door that he answers. So man makes his plans, but God ordains our steps and I said this, and I'm almost done recapping, but I I think this is so important to say this, that failure isn't when you don't reach your goal. It's when you don't have one. So we need to make sure we have a goal. We might not hit every mark, but have a goal. And it says that faith without works is dead, so we've got to put legs to that. Amen? That means we've got to actually walk this out. We've got to do this. But today, here's what I want to focus on. There was a leader that God used mightily in the Bible named Moses. And Moses was extremely insecure about what he was equipped with. I am so grateful that God does not call the equipped, but that he equips the called. In this moment, I'm re- I think about that. I want to repeat that again so you, you can let that kind of settle in. That God doesn't call those that are necessarily ready in the moment, but that he readies the people, and then he equips them after the fact many times. I'll give you just a short example, and I've told you this many times, but uh, I've, I grew up in church. I was a pastor's kid. I, I, I'm very familiar with church. Grew up in large churches, mega churches. 
um, and then worked for some mega churches. And, and I, I was very confident as a worship leader. That's why Liz and I, we, we, we love, we, it's our heart. We love worship. And I thought, you know, I could do this for the rest of my life. And then maybe one day I'll receive a church from another pastor. That's where I, I just was comfortable with that thought. So when the Lord spoke to me in 2018, really started heavy speaking to me about planning a church from the ground up, I was like, I am not equipped for this. And I'm not going to be preaching to a room of 25 people. That's not going to happen. Because I am uncomfortable, believe it or not, with small crowds. The smaller the crowd, the more uncomfortable I am. The larger the crowd, the easier it is for me. It's just the way it works for me. So I was arguing with God, similar to what we're going to read about with Moses, But there are three things that God had to give Moses a vision for in order for God's vision to be accomplished through Moses. And this is true for every one of us sitting here today. And if you're a note taker, I want to encourage you to take notes or go on version and save this. Well, the first one is that God had to give Moses a vision for himself. He had to see what it was that God wanted to do in and through him. At the burning bush, this is where God accomplished this with Moses. And, and he's having this debate with God. Moses is having this dialogue at this bush that's on fire. And God tells Moses that he chose him to lead the Israelites. He's, he's choosing him to lead them out of captivity. And Moses points to why he couldn't do this. He immediately gives God all the reasons why not. How many of you have ever heard from the Lord something that you're supposed to do and it's inconvenient and you don't like it and you give God every reason under the sun why it can't be done? Anybody but me, because I could tell you I'm still doing it to this day. For example, the back. We had to do the back. I'm like, Lord, we don't have the cash for this. Lord said, I need you to step out and do it. You're waiting on me, and I'm waiting on you. Guys, I want to give you this word today. Some of you are waiting on God when God is waiting on you. And when you step out and walk by faith and not by sight, remember, faith is believing in things that we can't see. So we step out by faith. I want to be a church. Listen, in this end time that we're living in, in this day, in this hour that we're living in, we have got to be a church that walks by faith and not by sight. How many of you know when times look good, God is good. When times look bad, God is good. Yeah, we need to remember that. There's many people in this room I know that have dealt with loss this year, people losing people with COVID and and losing people. uh, There's just so much loss going on right now. And that's where we have to remind ourselves that even when it doesn't look good, God still is and have an eternal perspective. So God had to give Moses a a vision for himself. And and here is how God sees you in 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are not like that, for you have been chosen by God himself. In other words, you might be thinking you're one way, but God sees you another. You are priests of the king. You are holy and pure. You are God's very own. I want to say this to some of you who feel less than this morning. I want to break that off of you, that you understand, just like we sang in Champion, that was not preplanned. But you are my champion, giants fall. How many of you have giants in front of you? Giants fall when you stand undefeated. God has an undefeated record. An undefeated record. How many of you want to join teams with God who has an undefeated record? I'm trying to instill hope in somebody in this room. I just wish there would be a church that would say amen. Amen. Good, awesome, y'all are here. 
All this so that you may show others how God called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Do you know when you step out in obedience and start accomplishing things that are impossible, it becomes an amazing testimony that we can say we serve a God of possibilities who allowed us to walk into the impossible and he made it possible. God gets the credit for only what God can do. That's why if your vision, you can do it without God, it's not big enough. Number two, God had to give Moses a vision for souls. He had to see the need. God had to give Moses a vision for his people. And we must do the same in order to fulfill God's purpose in our life to impact others. Remember, it's not about me, 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 me. It's about we, 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 we. And Jesus said this in Matthew 5, 16, so don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them, and then they will give their praise to their Father in heaven. I want to encourage you with this, that as you're building your business and as you're flourishing in your career, are you using the opportunity to encourage others in the moment, or is this business just about providing in a paycheck? I don't know about y'all, but I want to live for more than a paycheck. I'm going to live this life to be a witness and accomplish his kingdom come, his will be done, his purposes above all else. If you believe that, shout, I'm here. here. Awesome, good. Somebody shouted amen. I'm here. I was changing it up for you. When Jesus communicated the great commission to the disciples, he said this in Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20. He said, now, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations. Now, I want to pause right there because I think in church, we're, we're awesome at the machine. of We did Sunday morning. Now, all right, y'all good? You have your inspirational message. You get right with God. Awesome. Live it. We'll see you next week. But what Jesus says here is that like we did with Lynn and Ashlyn at a steakhouse on Friday night, we're supposed to do life together and be building disciples. We're supposed to be investing in relationship and hanging out and doing life together. God loves when we do life together. God loves when Adam and Liz and Colin and Lexi and Josh go and grab coffee and talk about how good life is and how good God is and we fellowship with each other and we build relationship and there's unity and then God breathes on his church and now all of a sudden we open our eyes and we're experiencing revival because he loves unity we were praying on Thursday night and I loved something that Fulvia said I mean it was like revival type prayer and uh, Fulvia you didn't even realize it but it was just God moving through you when you were praying we're believing God that maybe there's a possibility we can get this building we don't know I told everybody, you know, the town is supposed to build a road through this, but I want to contact the engineers and just see what's possible, and we're in that process right now. And uh, I, I don't know if we're supposed to have this building. Maybe God has something better, and I don't want to thwart something better. Man makes his plans, but God ordains and directs our steps. So I'm kind of going through this journey right now. And so I'm talking with, with the president of the Chamber of Commerce and the mayor uh, of this town, and... She says to me, she goes, I can't stand the unknown. I just have to know. I I love to be in control, and I hate that. And I don't know how you're doing this the way you're doing it. And I looked at her, and I said, Jill, I love you. I said, but you know what? There's a God who knows better than me, and I'm trusting that he's going to make a way where there seems to be no way and make the situation better than I could have planned it. That's what we're experiencing even right now. 
And that's such a testimony when you can live that way. She goes, I don't know how you're doing it. I well, watch me whip. Watch me nay-nay. Now watch me whip, whip. Watch me nay-nay. I'm like, just watch how this works. Just watch this. Watch what God does in the middle of the whole situation. Some of y'all need to whip and nay-nay this week and let God do what only God can do. I don't know how I just spiritualized that, but somehow it all worked out. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So in other words, we need the power of God in order to do this because it's bigger than us. Can I get an amen? amen? And teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. What does that mean? It means live, the, live what God wrote. Live the life that God wrote here in the Bible that we're supposed to be living. And never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. Can I tell y'all, it's easy to forget about the God factor that God's with us sometimes when we're dealing with the struggle. And we look at the impossible and we go, there's no way. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a How many of you remember that? He will make a way for me. He will be I would love if y'all sing this. My God, hold me closely to his side. Was the end? With love and strength. We're done now. That song, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. We have to see the need. If we don't see the need for people, you'll never be driven to compassion. God had to show Moses at this burning bush in this dialogue, well, he's like, I, you know, yeah, listen, and this is what Moses communicates to him. He's like, I, I stutter, and you're choosing me. God chooses a guy who doesn't have a great ability to communicate, and he uses that guy. A guy who stutters. He's like, Lord, I'm not a good communicator. I can't get these words out of my mouth even talking to you right now here at this burning bush. And you want me to be your mouthpiece to lead your people out of a position of captivity into freedom? Are you kidding me? It's exactly my conversation in 2019 when the Lord said plant a church. Like, Lord, I'm not, a, I'm not associated with a denomination. There's nobody financially backing me. COVID just hit. Are you absolutely crazy right now? And what if I look like a fool in the process? And now you hear that in Moses' dialogue with God at the burning bush. What if I look like a fool in the process? And God communicates in millennial language like, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Don't worry about it, bro. I got you. You just need to step out and I'll meet you. And when you look at what he did in that moment where he parted the sea and then crushed the enemy, how many of y'all need a sea parted and the enemy crushed this year? Yeah, I need that. I need to get into that bear. I can't imagine what that looked like as that sea's parted and it's like you're, you're seeing walls of water and the enemy's behind you and you're scared to death and you're going, I don't know how this is going to work out. And then you get through, you're on the other side and the enemy's right there in the middle of it and the water just closes down. Listen, I want to tell you, this is a year where God's going to close the sea on some of your enemies. But you have to be willing to step out and do the impossible knowing that it's God who does it through you, but you got to be faithful and obedient. Matthew 9, 36, when he saw the vast crowds, Jesus' heart was moved deeply. He saw the need. He saw the Israelites who needed to get out of captivity, and he chose a guy who was feeling less than and had all these insecurities and all these reasons why he couldn't. 
Jesus' heart was moved to compassion because he seemed, I'm sorry, because they seemed weary and helpless like wandering sheep without a shepherd. I want to say this. If you feel like you've been wandering this year, God is going to shepherd you to where you are feeling the comfort of the Lord's hand on these things that you're looking at. You're going, I, Jesus, I just need a hug. You know, I want to talk to the person here who's felt the legalism of a God that you've been maybe misinterpreted about. I want you to know that God loves you. And that God cares deeply for you. And I want you to know that when you're in a position of sin or you feel distant from God, he still loves you just as much as he does when you're walking with him. His love never fails. And I want to encourage you with that. Now, I'm not about greasy grace. I'm not saying just do whatever you want, live however you want. I believe in in the Bible and I believe in its teachings and living the way it says to live. But I'm going to believe for the person that I know that isn't walking the way that I read, that God is a God who does the impossible and can bring anyone to the saving knowledge of Jesus, can get the pastor's kid or, or the kid that grew up in church that, that just has fallen away from the Lord and hasn't experienced his power, and there's that burning bush encounter, Damascus-type experience where it's like, oh my God, you're real. How many of you are, are praying maybe for your children or, or praying for someone that you know that you're in a relationship with? It's like, Lord, they need an encounter with you so bad. And then the third is that God had to give Moses a vision for the supernatural. Let's live a life that's it's so big, it's impossible to do. What God has called us to do without his supernatural power, we need his power to accomplish his vision. Ephesians 3.20, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. That means whatever you're asking God for, he could do so much greater than even that. Your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. I want to say this, if you're feeling tired and you're feeling weary, if this vision is of the Lord, understand he's going to see to completion. He completes what he starts. And he will give you supernatural energy when you lean into him. When you start to feel exhausted, lean into God and wait. Because Isaiah says, they that wait on the Lord end up with renewed strength. So in the waiting, don't get exhausted. Lean into the Holy Ghost and feel his power and feel his energy. He will energize you. Ecclesiastes 3.1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. I just had this conversation with a pastor who's getting ready to retire I feel like he's retiring really young and has a lot to do in life. And I'm a little little frustrated in the natural. I'm just frustrated because I feel like there's so much he has to offer. But he's, he's getting ready to hand his church to a young son. And he believes he's supposed to do that. And he said to me, he said, Adam, I know, I know you selfishly want me to do this. But you got to understand something. A lot of pastors, he said, and a lot of people miss the mark on the handoff and the passing of the baton. And I don't want to miss it. I believe that my season is done in this position. God's calling me to other things and even greater things. And so I believe I'm supposed to do this now. He said, take this as a lesson as you're pastoring that you got to know when it's your season and you got to know when your season is over. 
And I want to say this to some of you, that God spoke to me specifically a word for some of you in this room, that your season for certain things is over, and you got to begin to press into God when it's time to end it, to know he will open the door when you close that door. And there's a push and a pull with God. Sometimes we need, to, we need to close a door out of obedience, and God will then open that door. It's like I, you're waiting on him, and he's waiting on you. If God says close the door, close the door. If you're in a relationship with someone that you shouldn't be with, and you hear God saying close the door, close the door, because there's a better relationship around the corner. All the single ladies, all the single. I'm just I'm preaching this to you today. And guys... We need to ask God, am I in a season where you want me to walk through this open door? Do you want me to shut this door? In other words, is this a season that you want me to start this or you want me to stop this? Is this a season you want me to shift it to something different? What are you doing in this season? I believe for some of you, there's business ventures that were for a past season. You need to close the door. Some, some people, you need to see what God, some people, maybe you were in a, in a season where you serve the church in a certain way and God's moving you into this. Yeah, you need to just ask the Lord, lean into him and he'll speak clearly to you. Now, I love this. And I know there's a, there's a teaching right now going around the church that, you know, Jesus is coming. How many of you believe Jesus is coming back for his bride? It's, it's, it's all in the Bible. If you don't know it, I, I would encourage you, you can ask us questions. We'll, we'll talk to you about it, what, what that means. It's not spooky. It's awesome. But there's this verse in the Bible, and I want to focus on this while I'm ending. In John 14, verse 12, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do, everybody say, even greater. Even greater. They will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. I was praying about this message and really wanting to, to talk to you guys about, you know, where you are in life with your vision and where we are with this church and this vision. And let me tell you that our vision for this church is that we would see the supernatural, that we would see God's power really break out, that this community can know there's a living God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That there's a, there's a, that, that we're not just doing services, but we're really seeking the manifest presence of God, which means that we can literally tangibly say, he was in the room. Like during worship, the, all the feels, like God, we knew you were here, and this wasn't just a feeling, this was a knowledge that you were in the room. But there's a lot of people talking about how, you know, it's, we could get raptured tomorrow. But when I read this verse, and listen, the Bible does say that no man knows the day or the hour. So I'm not suggesting that I know this. But I don't see the church doing greater things than Jesus right now that I read about in Scripture. And I go, we've got a little bit of a ways to go. Because it says, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will, see, they will do greater things than even me. And I look at the church right now and I go, we're not doing greater things than what I read about in the Bible. We need to be provoked that God has called us to pray over people and see sick people healed, that we can do greater miracles than what we read about or read about. In other words, the scripture is living and active. It's sharper than a double-edged sword, the word says. And so if this is true, 
and, 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 and I believe in the end times. And This is why I believe in this awakening and this revival. And I'm so stoked about this. And I'm yelling because I'm so passionate about it. That in the Bible it says, in the end times, we're going to see a major harvest. And we're going to see a major outpouring of God's spirit. It's in the word. So when we talk about this revival, it's not that we're just discerning. It's that we're reading about it. And scripture promises it to us. So I know it's going to happen. So it says, you'll do greater things than even me. And Jesus says this to the disciples before he ascends to heaven. In other words, I'm going to be with the Father. That's how it ends, because I'm going to be with the Father. Like, peace out, guys. You got this, and trust me, you're going to do greater things than even I did. So all these miracles and all of this, this discipling that I just did, now I'm giving this mantle, and I'm passing the baton to you. Tag, church, you're it. And so the scripture says, to whom much is given, much is expected, much is required. So I want to ask you this. When I post on Facebook about services and and things, I want to encourage you guys to get involved and help me spread the news. Use your Facebook for kingdom purposes. Use your Instagram, whatever it is, Snapchat, whatever you do. I, I don't know much about Snapchat. I'm not a Snapchat guy. But let's use our tools, our God-given things, our platform, whatever that may be, the person, the co-worker that you're sitting next to to say, hey, you know what? There's this thing on Sunday mornings at 1030. I want to bring you that you can encounter. I want you to be able to have an encounter with the living God. I want you to be able to come and experience this thing that I'm experiencing. And let's see how many of you believe it's time for us to see souls come to Jesus. I just believe there's such great things this year for each of us. And I believe that what God gives us and God equips us with in our business, it's, again, it's not, all this is not just for me, 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 but it's for the purpose of God, what do you want to do through me? And so I want to I ask you to write this down, and this is my last thing, that we pursue God's plan for us this year. We can see what only he can do that he can get the credit. We see the impossible done. And then asking God, Lord, how do you want to use this to impact the world, to impact others, to impact my sphere, the people you've connected me with, that, that you've given me relationship with? Let's, let's, let's go ahead and remember, how many of you remember Blockbuster on the tapes that used to say, please be kind, rewind? Can, can we just please be, can we rewind and just be kind this year? I'm so tired of, 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 the, of the, the, the scratchy nature of everybody right now. It has to start with us. If we really know the Lord, if Jesus is really real, we ought to display his kindness and his love to a community that needs him desperately. It starts with me. I was brushing my teeth this morning, and I was like, Adam, it starts with you. And so let's just go ahead and just bow our heads, and I want to I pray this morning that God would do amazing things this year through each of us. Lord, we just ask you right now as we're seeking you. Father, I ask that you would provoke us this year as we get into your presence, as we experience your kindness, which leads us to repentance. Father, we repent for not doing the things that you've asked us to do in the past. But Lord, we can make a difference in the future. And so, Lord, right now we, we put action to this. And we thank you, God, that you're moving in the name of Jesus in our lives. Lord, I thank you that you're provoking each one of us. 
this morning in Jesus' name, that we would accomplish great things. And I thank you, Lord, for the open opportunities that you're opening up for each of us. I thank you, God, that you're doing extraordinary things in our in us with our purposes and our giftings and our talents. And I thank you, Lord, that it's not just going to be a talent and, and a gifting, but that you will bless it with your anointing this year, that we will go further than we've ever been able to go in our own strength. God, we thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus. And I want to ask you this before we dismiss. And those of you that are listening on the podcast or you're watching online this morning. If you're believing God for something that's so much bigger than you. And you're staring at giants right now that seem bigger. I want you to just lift your hand. It's not to embarrass anybody. I want to pray for you. You're staring at a giant. You're going, this is bigger than me. I'm overwhelmed when I look at this situation. I just declare breakthrough over every person. Every person that's listening right now online, every person that's watching online, I thank you, God, that no matter where we are, you're omnipresent, so you're with us right now in this moment. And I thank you, God, that you're breaking down. Fulvia prayed this on, on, on I didn't finish that story. Fulvia prayed this on Thursday night, that, God, if you can move the mountains, you can move a road that would be going through this building. And so, Lord, I thank you. If you, you would move every mountain that stands in front of us this year, and that you're going to do what only you can do so that only you get the credit. I want you to say this out of your mouth. This year, I declare that I will accomplish the impossible because with you, Lord, all things are possible. In Jesus' name, mountain be moved. I declare mountain be moved. I'm coming out of the valley in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, would you shout amen and give God a wild round of applause? I want to encourage you. I believe this is going to be our best year yet. Be happy. Be full of joy. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Joy comes from the Lord. Happiness is situation-based. But no matter what it looks like, let's declare the joy of the Lord and speak to the mountain and watch it be moved and see his vision accomplished through us. You believe that this morning? Thank you, guys. You're dismissed. We'll fellowship, and we'll see you guys next week, 1030. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.